Hey, I'm Jordan Gusky here with Andrew Hussey. Taylor Lehman not with us today, but here at Northwestern Ryan Field, IU just lost 24-14 to Northwestern Wildcats, a game that IU was never really in. Uh, they were down in the first half, 24-3 at the end of the first half. I believe they allowed 17 points in the first quarter. IU defense stepped up in the second half, didn't allow any points, but at that point, you know, with an offense that was sputtering as much as it was, it was kind of the damage had already been done. There were multiple chances in the second half where IU, if its offense could have just kept moving the ball, uh, like wasn't said in the post game, maybe they finished with like maybe even 35 points with the amount of chances that they actually had, but they didn't. Uh, offensively, even though at the end of the game, Northwestern 40, uh, 48, 88 plays, 408 yards, IU 86 plays, 403 yards. So if you just look at the stat numbers, it seems like it's a pretty close, even yeah. game, but really offensively, it was all Northwestern, even in the second half where they didn't really get a lot going. This game was just all uh, Northwestern, I guess. Hussey, looking at IU's offense, what was the issue there? Yeah, it's really been sputtering the past few weeks, and it just never got off the ground today. I mean, I talked about it in my column, but it's Richard Lego just really struggled today. He was very inaccurate. Um, the offense kind of moved at times, but when it would break down was when he threw very wide of Ricky Jones and Nick Westbrook. It was just he threw these really uncatchable balls. And on the two interceptions, there's a potential for a touchdown on that play if he just threw it correctly. And I think Richard Lego, his footwork today was pretty bad, like almost awful, because it was just he was moving up in the pocket a lot, and it just he wouldn't set right, and the balls would just float on him. It was never like one way; it was like underthrown some throws. He was correcting, then be overthrown. So I mean, he he really kind of regressed today. I mean, we saw him early in the season be really strong, but the last few games. It doesn't seem like Wilson's trusting him. He's not trusting himself, and the offense is just stuck in the mud right now. And there's no running game to lean on either, so it's all Lego. And if he's not succeeding, this offense isn't going anywhere. Yeah, and I mean, the, the big thing that Wilson's been pointing to with the run game is not getting the blocking going. And today, they did get uh, Dan Feeney back. He didn't play the whole game, just played in parts. But, you know, Dan Feeney, one of those leaders, which Wilson said, you know, when, Wilson, when uh, Feeney and Camille both went out, that it was more their leadership rather than their actual talent that IU was missing. But, you know, I guess you had both of that with Feeney back, and we really saw no improvement in the offensive line. And mm -hmm. even with the tight ends on the outside, there were only a few times where running backs were able to break it out. Devontae Williams actually had a very good game on the ground, uh, broke a few uh, double-digit runs out. And, I mean, Redding was only, I believe, only had one that was over 10 yards. I think he had 11 for his, uh, his uh, longest carry of the game. And so, I mean... If you're, if you're looking at improving blocking, you have one of those guys back and nothing really changed. And that's, I guess, one of the reasons why Wilson went to Lego 59 times. I mean, they just got down too big, too. I mean, you get down 17-0 yeah, in the first quarter, you, you have to throw to come back. I mean, right. they tried running it, but they're just down too much. Yeah, three possessions is a lot to come back from in the, in the second half. But, you know, looking defensively, IU, as we said, great second half from the defense. Uh, didn't allow a ton of yards. And... You, know, you got young guys like Marcelino Ball and Ashawn Riggins who had very good games. Marcelino Ball had 10 tackles today. Uh, T. Gray Scales had another 10 tackles. Marcus Oliver, nine tackles, a uh, tackle, tackle for loss. And so defense, these guys who you're seeing play in and out in one week and the other, well, they're, they're still doing it. It's just a matter of the defense is showing up and the offense isn't. And heading into the games, you know, Maryland, Rutgers, Penn State, there's some winnable games ahead of IU right now. But if the offense continues to sputter like this, if Lego can't get his footwork right, can't step in the pocket the way he's supposed to and make the throws and this, uh, keep this offense moving, then IU's going to be in real trouble to make a bowl game. I mean, Hussey uh, alluded to it, but there were times where IU would move the ball down the field, and then after a couple first downs, Lego would lead Westbrook or another receiver too much. 
and then they try to run the ball, and all of a sudden they're back at a third and long. Yeah. And that happened a few times throughout the game. And against some of these teams, even Maryland, Rutgers, Penn State, teams that maybe haven't performed this year as they may have liked, it's still going to be really hard uh, for IU to win a game. But yes, Husky looking ahead, outside outside Lego, maybe outside outside the run game blocking, is there anything on this offense that you think really needs to improve if this team's going to move forward? But I think one bright spot we can take from today is Nick Westbrook. He finally kind of reemerged from, in the offense. He had been kind of not playing very well the last few games, just not in the flow of the offense. So I think moving forward, you have him, you have Ricky, you have Mitchell, but it just seems like nothing they're doing is going to like really affect it because I talked about the accuracy. Where that really matters most is the red zone, and if you're not accurate in the red zone, you're never going to be able to succeed. So, I mean, they have problems down there with the running game. They have accuracy problems, and they seem to move the ball really, really well, but it's that red zone area that we've harped on it all year, and it's just if they're going to score in the red zone, they're going to win, and if they don't, they're not going to win. And looking at the other side of the ball, the players alluded to it, Mike Barwick, Marcus Oliver, they both alluded to it after the game. Just they need to bring that enthusiasm in the first quarter, in the second quarter. That needs to be there so that these teams don't jump out to these huge leads. I think mean, one of the reasons why, reasons why earlier in the year that um, IU, even when the offense hasn't gone as strong in the first half, has been able to come back in the second, is that the defense has kept the team to you know maybe single digits or like low double digit point totals, and so the offense has been able to come back, hasn't felt very pressured in the second half, even though they have had to come back in a few fourth quarters to get some victories, but. You know, if, if the defense had maybe kept it to maybe a 14-point game yeah. in the first quarter, or sorry, not the first quarter, but the first half, then the offense wouldn't have felt so pressured to just go to Lego for 59 times over the course of the game. Uh, but there, you know, a lot of room for improvement, some bright stuff, some bright spots. You mentioned Westbrook. I mean, the second half play of the defense was incredible. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure the defense could have used a few more takeaways, would have won a few more takeaways. Oliver alluded to it. There were a couple times where a fan had balls that just went to his hands and just went out of his hands. And then there, I think there was one time that Jonathan Crawford, the ball literally hit him in the face mask, uh, which is <laughs> incredible. Um, uh, I mean, I'm sure uh, Thurston was throwing the ball really hard, but to have a ball hit you in the face mask is, is, is an interesting occurrence. Uh, I mean, Northwestern had a couple picks. Uh, there was one amazing play uh, by one of the Northwestern defenders, which could be up there, yeah, for interception, if not play of the year. He was gonna reach, reach back and just caught it. I don't know how ball could have been a touchdown to Ricky Jones, but it wasn't. It ended up stalling a drive, gave Northwestern the ball, just another example of maybe a bad decision by by Lego, even though it was an amazing interception. But yeah, looking at it, I guess that's that's what all we got for you this week. Uh, looking ahead there, there seems some things for IU to improve on, some bright spots to look at. But overall, IU drops to three and four. First time this year they've been under 500. Uh, they dropped to one and three in the conference. Losses to Ohio State, Nebraska, and now Northwestern with their one win against Michigan State, which right now doesn't look as good of a win as it did at the time. Uh, but then again, the Wake Forest loss in the year also doesn't look as bad, so you take what you can get. But, you know, still room for improvement. There are winnable games here down the stretch, still room for them to get to a bowl game, but it will need to take improvement from Lego and the run game, and the defense will need to play a full four quarters. But to leave you with here at Ryan Field, IU loses 24 to 14.